Welcome back to the Oklahoma Drill. This is not the podcast we wanted to make. Nope. Both of us are just kind of sitting here like, well, crap. Yeah. I guess we need to do this, huh? Yeah. It's important. (laughs) We have to do it for the culture. Um, Oh, you lost. It was a good game, though. Uh, Some would call it great. It's a really good game, honestly. The first Rose Bowl to ever go to overtime. Highest scoring Rose Bowl. Yeah, that also. Yeah, those are related, but. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's. I mean, it was a good game. We just didn't win it, and we'll talk about why now. I guess. Yeah, I just, we have to. Yeah, we can start by saying just I've. I can't remember the last time I was this disappointed to lose a football game. Yeah. Like, I just have not wanted to talk about it the last two days. You know, this is really the first time yeah. that I've just fully, I'm going to fully talk about the game. Well, you like, <laughs> when you got back from California, and I, the first time I saw you, I was like, no, I don't, let's not. Right. I was just like, I, I, I could have immediately launched into it, but then I was just like, nah. let's not. Nah. And I mean, I've been with, you know, you know, people that don't really watch football and they'll be like oh that game kind of sucked and I'm just like yeah I don't want to talk about it yeah you know I've said that to probably 10 people already you know I'm just like I don't want to but here we are we're, we are, we're, we're gonna here. talk about it we're gonna talk about it yeah so now whenever somebody asks you you say listen to my podcast yeah listen to the Oklahoma drill you'll have my full thoughts on the game yeah um yeah well let's get into it all right so obviously 54 48 Georgia actually we literally talked about sport. We yeah, to... we're going to talk about news first. Oh, there, man. Okay. This Today, game is a black hole. Yeah. There have been two um, early, early, in, not early enrollee, but... Early declarees. Early declarees um, declare for the NFL draft from Oklahoma. You know, Orlando Brown was a slam dunk. He was always going to do it. First yeah. round pick. It's obvious. Um, and then I, and Mark Andrews, just literally two minutes before we started this thing, came on Twitter and announced that he was going to enter the draft as well. Yeah. Both guys, you absolutely see why they would do it. Yeah. Um, I don't think either one of these guys could come back and improve their stock in any way. No. I mean, Mark Andrews won the Mackey Award. There's... Yeah. There's really nothing he could do. And, like, I was, you know, I was talking to a friend about this, and they was talking about, yeah, I could see him wanting to come back and imp- improve his blocking, and I'm like... No. He would never get the opportunity to do so here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to cater our offense to develop Mark Andrews as a tight end. You know what I mean? We're going to put him in a position to make ourselves the most successful. Yeah. Like, he, he has the physical tools to be a blocker. He's going to develop those in the NFL, not yeah. in college. So, no. there's and just, there was really, literally no reason to come back. Yeah. And either one. TBH blocking for tight ends is becoming unimportant in the NFL as well. But that's fine. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, Mark Andrews declared, Orlando Brown declared, obviously, that makes sense. Yeah. No so one else has declared. No one else no has, has declared, no one to. else probably will, um, yeah. no, no news on Big Side. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're assuming he stays. Yeah. Bobby Evans, for sure, staying. Yeah, Bobby uh, Evans actually confirmed he's staying, right? Yeah, yeah. So, just, there, I mean, we know what team we have coming in yeah. next year. Grant Alcatara is keeping the hair. Grant Cocketer is keeping the hair. Keeping the hair. Yeah, that was in doubt last night, but looks yeah. like that Twitter poll favored keeping. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about the game. Yeah, um, I think you know. Let's talk about the first half. Was I think literally how we thought this game would go? Yeah, um, absolutely. Our defense struggled at times, gave up some big plays, as they've done all season. But they also came up with some stops. Yeah, they got they got stops. In ways that we that made sense to me, right? Yeah, just in a couple of them were lucky. They like had the remember the one where Georgia was in like a third and one, and they had a false start, and then yeah, they wound up missing yeah. a field goal on the drive. That was like a random stop that our defense just has to find, and they did. And so we put some separation between us and them. You know, in that first half, we were up fourteen going into halftime. Our offense just they had nothing for us. Like, it was just our first drive, we were down the field in five or six plays, touchdown. I didn't understand how it was going no. so well. Like, I, no. ma- I made a tweet about it. I was like, the play action is working too well right now, right? Like, right. it shouldn't be this easy. Yeah. No, it was just, you know, Georgia was flustered. They had no idea how to 
how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were doing just everything we tried was working. I mean, CD Lamb threw a freaking touchdown. Like, yeah, just weird things were working. Rodney Anderson was running all over them the whole game. Yeah, Rodney Anderson put Roquan Smith in the dirt. Yeah, which is something a running back had not done this season. Yeah, no, it was just it was an incredible offensive performance. Um, and defensively, it was good enough. Like they did an okay job. You know, the Sony Michelle seventy five yard touchdown was horrendous. Yeah, but yeah, but like you look at the defense and the first half at least, and you say. All right, this is essentially hashing out to like replacement level, which is what we said it needed to be to win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you know, at the end of the first half, you know, every this everybody's talking about this. Yeah, the game, the game just changed. You know, the the squib kick that just didn't work out. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I think it was kind of a weird call, just because yeah. Cyber is so reliable in getting it to the end zone. Absolutely, and like I also don't. I don't hate squib calls um, at the ends of halves with little time left on the clock. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, you know, us- if they work, and usually they don't hit an up men and yeah. go nowhere. Um, but if the squib does what you expect it to, there is a chance that you can just end the half right there. Right. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And that sent them in with some hope because, I mean, I was literally standing right behind their team before that happened. Yeah. Their defense defenders were yelling at each other, like, we've got to get this figured out, and they were just like... And then they made that field goal, and they walked in, they were pumped. Yeah, you know, It just absolutely. changed, just a little bit of the momentum was changed right before halftime. Absolutely, um, because, I mean, I was... When we were down at... when Oh, you had the ball at in their red zone. I was just like, I was watching the clock today. I was like, this was a perfect two-for-one drive. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this was, we're going to come back, and we're going to have put 14 points on the board before they touch the ball again. Yeah, exactly. And then we absolutely. give them a field goal. And, and we then that, that field goal, yeah. Um, and <laughs> it just, the third quarter just didn't, the third quarter was the worst quarter by far. At um, yeah. You know, just our offense went to a place that they hadn't gone in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, just nothing they were doing was really working, and they just got out of out of rhythm until they got behind in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, they kind of figured some stuff out in the fourth quarter and put together a really nice drive. Um, really, just one nice drive yeah, for a touchdown, one. but um, it was enough. It was enough. Like they did what they needed to do to give ourselves um, a huge chance to win. Yeah, defense made a play at the end of the game. You know, with you know the fumble, mm-hmm. Caleb Kelly. We. We love Caleb Kelly here. Yeah. Forcing that fumble. Um, Steven Parker making a play. We both big Steven Parker fans. Yeah. Like, at was, that point, it was just like, this is perfect. I was so excited. You know? I was like, this was what Steven Parker was meant to do. His yeah. hands were never designed to catch balls in the air. No, they were designed to pick them up off the ground. Um, but it was like perfect at that point because you're thinking, yeah, we had a rough third quarter, but our offense got it going again and our defense made the play they needed. You yeah. Know? And. And then, like, the next drive, we stop them, and you're thinking, oh, our offense is going to run the clock out here. And yeah. then they went three and out. And But even then, I was still like, our defense has gotten this stop all year. Yeah. You know, except it's, one game. Yeah. Literally, the, <laughs> apart from Alan Lazard retrieving the ball, Yeah. Um, our defense has always gotten this stop when it needed to. Yeah. And we put them, you know, we had it third and ten in, in at, like, the 25-yard line. And we let him get the first down, down to the seven-yard line. And then, obviously, the pass interference that a lot of people disagree with. I didn't care about it. It was fine. Yeah. Um, they were they were just going to score. They were always going to score once they got inside the 10. And yeah. it, just, it just sucked. It Like, that really, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't super confident in our ability to score in 55 seconds just because we had had some trouble. I thought if we, I thought if we did, we'd break a touchdown or something. It would be that. Yeah. Um, and... What, so how did that drive? Because we started at the twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blank. I I was at the game. Didn't have a great angle to see a <laughs> yeah. bunch of stuff. And I would just I'm just probably not ever gonna watch this game. I think that drive lasted. Uh, I think that was an eight play drive. Really? Yeah. And we got it up to you know a little bit past midfield, right? And we had a third and two that just needed to pick it up. Yeah. And we had two more downs at least to get it in the field goal range, like. I would have loved our chances if we had just gotten that first down, um, and that was a, you know, an interesting play call. I would say the yeah. kind of a wheel to ride. To me, 
and that was just kind of like we were trying to win the game. Like that was just like we're going for it here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that was just I don't think it was the right move. No. no. There's been some criticism about play calling offensively yeah. in the second half. What are your thoughts on this? So I don't think it's not valid. Right. Um, because obviously the offense the offense only scored one touchdown in that half. Mm-hmm. Ten points total, including overtime. Right? I'm yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously it wasn't working. Um, yeah. We can say that much. We had mm-hmm. several three and outs. Yeah. Um, I think in general I don't think we trusted our ability to run inside as much as we should have. Yeah. I think it's there and we ref- we just didn't believe in it. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. You know, Rodney Anderson had a huge day. 201 carries, I think on 27 carries. 201 yards on 200 on 27 carries. Yeah. Um and like you said he threw Roquan Smith down and just kept going. Like he was awesome. He was incredible in yeah. the game and I think I agree that we gave him a lot of carries, but at the same time, we could have given him more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, or, I mean, Trey Sermon only had a couple, and it's not like Trey Sermon wasn't effective when he was in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would not have minded seeing some of that two-back stuff with Anderson and Trey Sermon and just give one of them the ball more. You yeah. Know, they didn't really run at a time when those two were on the field together. Yeah. And I understand the criticism, um, and this came out in overtime, particularly of like, you know, the game's on the line. Why aren't you not trusting your Heisman winner with the ball? Right. Um, and I understand that sentiment, but I don't think that that is necessarily, I don't think that was necessarily the solution. Yeah, I agree. Um, cause their pass rush was just incredible in the second half. Like pass rush was great. Baker got sacked like five times. Yeah. Um, and even Baker was good, not great in this game. And you can talk about the sickness, whatever. Um, no. I he mean, missed, he, had, he had an incredible first half. He did, but he, like in that second quarter, he was missing some guys. You know the field, the drive where we had to settle for that field goal? Yeah. He missed Lamb two different times on that drive. And yeah. We would have scored touchdowns if he had put it in the right spot or at the right time. Um, and then, then it's instead of 17-7, it's 21-7. You know yeah. I mean? It's just different. Um, or was that 24? Yeah, it would have been 24-7. Or, right, it would have been 28-7 instead of 24-7. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so I, he wasn't perfect, like, in like just what you normally expect from him. Um, and I think part of it is just, like, we did ask him to do a little bit too much in the second half with when other things could have worked. Yeah. You know? And um, we kept running sweep plays. Yeah. I didn't agree with those. I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for using this adjective here because it's so dismissive. But we got cute. Yeah. We got pretty cute um, late in the game when right. we when we because I just I don't think we believed in our ability to pick up short yardage. Yeah. When we should have. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know maybe, you know, they're an impressive looking defense. You know, yeah. like they have dudes everywhere that just look great. And maybe Lincoln was just like, we've struggled a little bit in short yardage situations up the middle this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can beat these guys in one-on-one situations. Yeah, no. Um, I I don't think there was any evidence in this game, though, that proved that that was true. Yeah. You know, and I think I, I think Lincoln kind of overthought the situation a yeah. little bit. Um, this is not, I mean, we still think Lincoln's probably the best play caller in the country. Like yeah, every and if not for a little bit edu- better execution, he's still probably gets the job done. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, um, and like I wasn't able to watch the coaches' film room because I don't have ESPN News. Yeah. Um, but uh, all my understanding of it was that so much of it was like Dana Holgerson and Gary Patterson just being like, "You see what we've been dealing with? Right. Like you understand what we've had to put up with this season?" Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Gary Patterson had to do it twice. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, no. He's, he was unbelievable this year. And maybe he had one half where he was, wasn't what he normally is. You yeah. Know? Okay, that happens. Um, that's why you got to have a defense to be able to compensate for that. Yeah. You, you know? need... Yeah. Are we going to do this now? Do we want to? Okay, real quick. Um, because there were three play calls. If we're going to talk about play calling, I want to get into like specific plays that I yeah. didn't like. Um, I hated both speed options. 
to the short side, yeah. I never like speed options to the short side of the field. I don't like speed options against Georgia in general because yeah. they're just so fast from sideline to sideline. Um, I hated both of those, especially the one to Kyler. I just didn't know what they were really going for there. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, speed options and similarly, I don't, I didn't like sweeps against Georgia either. Right, yeah. Um, because, like, Georgia's whole thing, and they've said as much, is that, like, hey, we're just going to, like, do our, we're just going to, like, do our part and let Roquan make the play. Yeah. And if you're saying, I can beat you to the outside, you're daring Roquan Smith to stop you. Yeah. And he's really good. He's probably going to do it. Yeah. Um, another play that sticks out to me is, the like I said earlier, that third and two on the last drive of, the, of regulation Yeah. where we tried to beat him down the sidelines. And to me, I think that was just a play where we did get too cute. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, just... You know, we're think- we're thinking, oh well, we haven't really thrown to Rodney much this game or yeah. at all. Maybe we can try to beat him down the sidelines. And I think that was like, I think we can win the game on this play. Yeah. Um, but that's just such a low percentage play for third and two in a situation like that. And Austin Seibert's a reasonably good kicker. Like if you get him into you know fifth the fifty yard range, like he's got a shot there. Yeah. You know, he's not the best kicker in the world. But he's he's got a shot from fifty. Yeah, he's got a leg. He's got a leg. You know, so give you know you needed about fifteen yards from that point, and yeah. you would have had two or three downs to get it, mm-hmm. if if you pick up that first down. Um, I think that was the play there. Um, but they you know they wanted it. They wanted it all basically. Yeah. And then the last one, you know, I didn't like the end around to Jordan Smallwood, even though no. it's worked both no. times we've done it. But absolutely, I feel like. Honestly, if that was that's probably the worst play call of the game to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the reason why is just like, firstly, Jordan Small was not a dynamic player in any way. No, like giving him the ball is kind of just an odd decision. Yeah. And if it had been the first time this season we had run it, I would get it. Like that, yeah. would, it would probably have worked. But yeah. like in that formation, we we've only run. Uh, so many plays. Like, yeah, and, and that we, was we've run, run that one multiple times. Yeah, we ran the Smallwood end around multiple times out of that. Yeah. Um, my thing about it is that I think that play makes sense in the Big 12. Yeah. Where the guy guarding Jordan Smallwood is probably smaller than him. Yeah. Jordan Smallwood cannot out-physical Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, No, he can't. Yeah, no, the only shot there was that you got a body on Roquan or Roquan went the wrong way or something like yeah. that. And that's just... Don't bet on Roquan Smith not making the play, basically, yeah. in that situation. Um, but, you know, even then, like, you know, you got a yard. You still could have gone for it on fourth down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if, in hindsight, Lincoln probably would have done that. But Yeah, um, and I think they should have. But Yeah. <laughs> Last thing offensively, I want to talk about Drew Smia because yeah. the – the man did not have a great game. It was a bad game. It was probably his worst game. Yeah. Maybe. And, oh, I can't say of his career. And this is another situation where I am letting other people's analysis kind of mold my own. Because, again, I was in a weird spot to watch the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, when they were on the opposite side of the field for me, I just really couldn't see what was going on that well. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to watch the video board a lot. And even then, it was just, it was kind of a weird, yeah. it was super kind of zoomed in, yeah. or whatever. But the Rose Bowl is a beautiful venue, Yeah, it's not actually very good for watching sports. Anymore. No, it's not a great place to watch the game. It was, I could see really well when they were coming towards my end zone, mm-hmm. that's what I'll say, you know, and other than that, it was kind of a struggle to see yeah. really what was going on. Because it's just like a massive, almost flat dish. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he apparently like just could not do it. In the third quarter, um, yeah, um, Georgia made some adjustments. Um, yeah, for apparently they had a guy that he just couldn't block, and they finally figured out that he couldn't block him, so they just lined him up over him every time, and that just didn't work. Yeah, you know, for him, he so. was, and you know, I think Bobby Evans also didn't have an incredible game mm-hmm. at, next to him, but like. I think a lot of that had to do with Drew Samia. Right. Because they would just throw stunts at the two of them. Yeah. And Drew would just whiff on both guys. Gross. Yeah, that's bad. And, and it's kind of frustrating because one thing we've talked about all year is the depth of this offensive line. Yeah. And we have another guard similar in caliber to yeah. Drew Samia. It would we, have been nice. We probably could have yeah. trotted out there to see if he would have more success with it. This is a guy who, we're talking about Cody Ford, yeah. obviously. This is a guy <laughs> who played a ton against Ohio State. 
Yeah. Um, or did he get he got hurt in the first half? But he played a half of football against Ohio State. Yeah, he came mm-hmm. in during the West Virginia game and yeah. was great. Like, yeah, he played during that game. He played against TCU. Like he's he's played a lot of good football this year, mm-hmm. and just to not give him a chance while a guy is just having like a wretched quarter of football was probably a mistake. And mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna complain about Bill Beatonbow. He's yeah. maybe the best coach on the staff, so <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, offensively, it was just kind of yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk. We're de- going to do another podcast about the full season. This is just Rose Bowl oriented. Yeah, and we will talk about Baker Mayfield because I know we have not done much of that on this podcast. Yeah. like we, you know, there's a lot to say about Baker Mayfield. Sure, we have sure. a lot to say. Yeah, one last thing about Drew Samia. Um, it's not entirely his fault, but the guy who blocked the kick came through his gap. On yeah. the uh, block kick in overtime. Yep. Yeah. No, that's not a good game. That can't happen. You cannot have that happen to you. Um, all right. So this is this is where it gets sad. Um, it just dark. Like yeah, we gotta talk about the defense. Yeah. Like <sighs> I'm gonna get mad at some point during this. Yeah. I'm just gonna start yelling at this iPad. Um, the defense was as bad as it's been all year. Mm-hmm. I think. Um. And, like, the game against Oklahoma State was bad, but that makes sense, right? right? Mike Gundy is a genius. Like, that offense is incredible. They were attacking us down the field. Like, you can understand, like, okay, this is a bad defense that can't handle this. Mm-hmm. The mistakes being made on the field in the Rose Bowl were so basic, it as it's as if this defense had no idea what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Yeah, they just ran the ball down our throats. Um, they... And not even down our throats. Like, yeah. to me, that implies a level of physicality, right. a level of being physically overmatched that does not accurately describe how our defense failed. Yeah, no, and because, and the reason why we say that is because they weren't doing it like, you know, Kansas State this year, they were running it down our throats yeah, in like, a physical way. Yeah, guys couldn't five get off yard, blocks, yeah, yeah, getting five yards at a time, and it was just disgusting to watch. This was... Sony Michelle had 181 yards on 11 carries. <laughs> Nick Chubb had 145 yards on 14 carries. Yeah, so both of their major running... Like, two of their running backs both averaged more than 10 yards a carry. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absurd. That's not getting pushed off the... That's not getting blown off the line of the scrimmage. That's not even really, like, missing a key tackle. Like, mm-hmm. that's... You just let them run. Yeah. That's... You weren't there. You weren't in... You know? Yeah. Because even if you're there and you miss the tackle, you will have slowed the guy down. Yeah. And so where... And our defense is probably fast enough to catch up... Yeah. ...to them in... Oh, some of those yeah. situations. Obviously, the I, Nick Chubb touchdown in the third quarter, we were kind of there, but we missed three tackles. And yeah, scores. yeah. Like, here's a stat I saw. I wish I remember what it was exactly, but at the end of the half, I think they had, like, some ridiculous number of yards rushing, right? Mm-hmm. I think a total of 26 of them were after contact. Yeah, that's think, insane. Yeah. That is ridiculous. We weren't... We weren't touching these guys, right? No. Yeah. No. These are some of the best running backs in the country, and we weren't even touching them. Right. Yeah, no. Like, we – I mean, we had some tackling problems, but it was just – our linebackers were just – they weren't there. Yeah. They were out of their gap the entire game. They There were times when Kenneth Murray would just, like, leave his spot on the field to follow a dude in motion. Like, it yeah. was just – everything about it was bad. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do we want to go level by level and start? Yeah. Let's start with the D line. D line. Okay. So the D line wasn't pressuring Jake from very much at all. Like weren't able. I think one significant pressure. Well, no, two or three. Yeah. Um. There was DJ Ward had a sack towards the end of the game. They yeah. forced him. They forced him to make a really good play at the end of the game as well. And mm-hmm. then Obo had that pressure earlier in the game. Yeah. Other than that, they like Jake Fromm was operating out of a clean pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and 
stopping the run, like you can talk about the linebackers for sure. Stopping yeah. the run does stop, start up front. Yeah. And they were just, they weren't doing anything super positive. At best, they were kind of like maybe kind of holding their ground, getting yeah. knocked back a little bit. I didn't think they were getting blown off the ball, but they also weren't no. like getting into the backfield at all. No, there was just none of that. And I understand our defense isn't built entirely around that, but still, you like, know, I don't, I don't think the coaches would be like yelling at them if they were getting into the backfield. You know yeah. what I mean? They're not being told not to do it. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's just not the primary goal of what they are doing. Yeah. And it's not like these guys can't. Right. Georgia's offensive line is good. Right. Right. But we've played good offensive lines and like the idea that Devonte Lampkin isn't able to penetrate a backfield. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. no, that's concerning. Um, and just, like, you just didn't hear anything from Neville Gallimore in this game. <laughs> you never do, do you? And it's been, the whole year, It's we've been waiting on it, like, just, you know, before the season, we were both really high on him. Yeah. And that was a guy that we thought would make a huge impact on the defense, and yeah. it just, he had a couple moments early in the season where he was okay, like, doing some stuff against mediocre opponents. He had a couple decent plays against Ohio State. But overall, he just doesn't do anything, like, impactful, I feel like. And that's yeah. a huge problem for a guy as talented as he is. Uh, that's going to be on Calvin Thibodeau and Ruffin McNeil to get that figured out. Like, they've got to get yeah. through to him specifically. Because mm-hmm. we need playmakers on defense. Exactly. And there's, you know, our rec- we'll talk about our recruiting on defense in a bit. But um, it hasn't been good enough to where the guys that really, truly should be difference makers aren't different. We can't have missed on guys like, yeah. like Neville Gallimore, who everybody in the country wanted. You know yeah, what I mean? Like we, we can't handle busts because we don't, like we don't we, get enough. Yeah. We don't get enough four and five stars in to be like, well, we've got five of them. If three of them work out, yeah. then we're fine. That, no, we get one or two. So if one or both of them don't work out, that's like, we just got nothing. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we've got three stars maybe outperforming their ranking a little bit, but that's that's not good enough at this yeah. level. Um, so let's move on to the linebackers. Yeah. Um, this this was the position group that had the worst day. Um, yeah. They – I mean, Oboe did a couple things if we're going to throw Oboe in here. I mean, I consider him a defensive end. But okay. Uh, Caleb Kelly made – the biggest defensive play of the game for yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Caleb Kelly made a made a play that's like worthy yeah. of a star ranking. That's like that's yeah. what Caleb Kelly's there to do. And again, you know, we talked about it last time. Like he is starting to do some things. Yeah. You know, like it's not coming as much as you need it, and it's not coming. He's not doing it ever. You know, he took him a while this season to get going. Yeah. But they're starting to come. The plays are starting to come from him, and he was actually I thought decent in this game for yeah. You know, and we talked about his role gets bigger against teams like this, and I thought he was more prevalent in this game than he has been at times, a uh, lot of times. Absolutely, he. It's not on him. No. We can say, no. Um, the guys to his right, is it his right, or is it his left? Right or left? Whatever. I don't know. Who Doesn't knows? He, he they'll flip sides sometimes. Yeah, so. Kenneth Murray had a bad game. Yeah. Uh, let's it. I mean, we we'll prob- start with just him. Well, we can talk about him and Emmanuel Beal at the same time. Okay. Um, Unless you have a lot of, like, really specific problems with Emmanuel Beal. No, I don't have any, like... Both of these guys should not have been playing in this football game. Is what I'm... Is really... (laughs) Like, this is a... Oh, wow, we just got a a Uh, linebacker on TV. Wow! Nick, Nick Benito... Who could have seen this coming? Nobody could have seen. Yeah. He definitely did he, not sign his letter of intent. He's, he's verbally committed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's not. He's definitely not signed to the school already. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, that's like the one thing I had this game on for, and I missed it. Great. Ex- well, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, but yeah, what what I mean by that is just these both of these guys were put in situations that they just weren't gonna be successful at least consistently this season. Yeah. Um, any true freshman playing in huge games like this, it's hit or miss. Like, Kenneth Murray was really good against Ohio State. Yeah. Like, you know, and that was the other elite program we played. It probably, he probably wasn't going to be two for two in a season. You that's know what fair. I mean? Like, um, it just, that's just how kind of odds work. Yeah. You know, but the reality of the situation is that 
if it's not him, it needs to be somebody. And there was no one else. There was nobody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. God. And, well, and Emmanuel Beal, just this guy, if our linebacker coach wasn't inept, this is a player that would never set foot on the field for Oklahoma. Yeah. I don't mean that in a harsh way. Like, Emmanuel Beal has... I'm really happy Emmanuel Beal came to Oklahoma because if he didn't, there's no telling what we would have been running out there at linebacker. Absolutely. And Emmanuel Beal has done an incredible job for what his, like, physical limitations are. Yeah. You know, just for what the player he is, he has been the best version of himself frequently for this team. And it's been crucial Mm -hmm. in a lot of games. Yeah, absolutely. But this was, you know, just... This, this was a bad matchup for him specifically yeah. because it was just both running backs he was going up against were bigger than him, yeah. you know, and way faster and just way, way better. Um, and, I mean, obviously that doesn't excuse him from missing yeah. his gap but he's, a thousand times. Yeah, but it's just like he's always going to be the smallest guy in this tackle box. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I'm blaming Tim Kish for these two guys' failure. <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, we have, I, this podcast exi- has existed for three years now, mm-hmm. and I think for, I do not know exactly what we were saying about Tim Kish in 2015, but it, no, I know it wasn't positive. No. Tim Kish has been the bane of this program yeah. for as long as, uh, pretty much as long as he's been there. Yeah. Like he's never done a good job as an off, as a linebacker coach. Um, he's gotten some decent results out of some okay players like Jordan Evans was okay Dominique Alexander was okay yeah and like hey Jordan Evans like is in the NFL yeah I think is he still on the Bengals yeah surely he's still on the Bengals yeah he is yeah okay um and that's great you know Mm -hmm. that's not good enough no it's not it absolutely is not good enough you had Um, one guy who turned out who just fell into your lap right from Norman North yeah um and other than that you've produced nothing Really nothing. Yeah, um, he's, you know, if you want to give him a, a break a little bit, he planned on having Tay Evans in his linebacking core, and he probably sure. he would have been a lot better. Yeah, but, we miss Tay break. Evans about as much as it's possible to miss a player. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bad break for sure. But, man, like, you can't have Emmanuel Beal playing against Georgia. It just can't happen. Yeah. And ideally you just can't have – you really don't want a true freshman starting Kenneth Murray – and it would be different if Kenneth Murray were, like, an Alabama-level recruit where he was just, like, a five-star that everybody no. wanted. Yeah. You know, Kenneth Murray has been very good for what he was. Yeah. Um, this guy played safety last year in high school. He was, a, <laughs> he was a big safety, but he was playing safety. He was brand new to this position. He, before he came to Oklahoma, he played safety his last year, and he, before that he was, like, a jack linebacker. Like, they brought him in to play Oboe's position, and then they were like, oh, we need you inside. Sorry, bud. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't even sold on that position. He They had to convince him to switch to middle linebacker. You know, this is not his natural position by any means. Like, and I think he could be really good at it. Yeah. But this is also not the guy, as a true freshman, that you can reasonably expect to perform well in this kind of game. Yeah. Having said all of that... Mm-hmm. It's both of these guys still performed way, way worse than I could have ever imagined them performing. I agree. I agree with that, sure. Like, it's, I mean, it's one thing to say that too much was expected of them. Yeah. But they, there were plays where their pre-snap alignments, not even their handling of their gap assignments, Mm -hmm. their pre-snap alignments made absolutely no sense. Right. Yeah, I think the best example was on that 75-yard touchdown yeah. run, right? Yeah. Just literally not a single body lined up within within like 15 yards of the gap between the right guard and the right tackle. Uh-huh. And it was just it was an obvious like yeah. that's, you're going to give up a touchdown. Um in that way. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and that's a coaching failure for sure. If guys aren't going to the right spot, mm-hmm. Like, who have been starting all year. It's not like these guys were brand new. Like, they... Yeah. Freshman, but he's a guy with 13 games of experience now. Um, you know, he should have known where he was going. Yeah. You know? This was also just not... Like, West Virginia. They threw 
a bunch of random crap at OU that they had never seen before. Yeah, like Dana Holgerson wrote a new playbook because yeah. his quarterback was hurt. Yeah. And so that's understandable if that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Georgia has been running an offense that should surprise no one. Yeah. Because it's old as dirt. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing they've done all year. Mm-hmm. And you had a month to prepare. Yeah, absolutely. Like this situation where like you need to be yelling out the plays they're going to be running before they run them because you are so familiar with yeah. it. Not where do I line up? You know, that's yeah. just that's just unacceptable. That is absolutely unacceptable. And like, you know, that I don't even think that's on Tim Kish. Like that's on Mike Stoops. Yeah. Like, and we we're going to get to Mike Stoops. We promise. <laughs> um let's go to the secondary yeah. real quick. Um uh, Will Johnson had a bad game. He was wretched. Yeah. My God. I mean, the dude just, on that Sony Michelle touchdown, he just fell in yeah. the middle of the field. Like, I don't even, like, Michelle didn't even really put a move on him. He just kind of fell down. Yeah. And so Like, he probably was going to miss the tackle anyways, but at least maybe you could have caught him if he had yeah. settled down a bit. Yeah. And, like, I mean, sometimes you fall down. But yeah. But Rose Bowl's a good feel. Yeah, that's yeah. the one thing about it is that's a real good field. It is. Um, yeah, no, that's you just can't have those kind of things happen. And like the guy, he did a lot more than that. He did. Yeah. He did not come down with an interception like I predicted. No. <laughs> um, he frequently um, there was. Oh my goodness! I'm just thinking about that play where we had the, after the Cybert punt, the incredible Austin Cybert punt, um, that went out of bounds, coffin corner of its own accord, didn't even have to be downed. Right. What a good punt. Yeah. Completely wasted immediately because our inside linebacker and safety both follow a guy moving, just both follow motion. Yeah. And just leave Nick Chubb a massive hole. Yeah. And luckily we were able to bring him down. We did get the stop on that drive, I believe. Yeah. But, but it just, yeah, that just, that stuff can't happen. Um, Steven Parker, pretty good. I got to give it to him. Like, he yeah. obviously made the biggest play of the game defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember him, like, just completely whiffing on a guy. No, Steven, I mean, Steven Parker was, I think other than Will Johnson, the whole secondary did about what we can expect them to do. Yeah. I think um, Trey Norwood was getting picked on at points. Yeah, for, um, just because of his size. Yeah. Like, he was generally in the right spot. He just, you know, they were going at him and making, like, proving to them that they could t- he could tackle their bigger receivers. He struggled yeah. a little bit, but um, it wasn't just, like, a glaring issue. Yeah. Parnell Motley, I thought, played pretty well. He tackled pretty well in space. Uh, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Again, like, he missed a couple, but they, you know, for no. as much as he, he like, made several good ones. Yeah, no, these, and this was a situation where, like, this isn't expected. This is, like, something where it's, like, if something goes wrong here, well, our corners aren't really designed to yeah. handle this offense. Like, no. these receivers are bigger than our corners are used to covering. Like, yeah, well, and the ones that he missed, like, he missed a tackle, I think, on Sony Michelle or Nick Chubb. Like, yeah probably gonna happen yeah you know what i mean like it's it's hard to be upset at that because yeah. that's just what you that's just what you get when you're off when your defense is playing an offense it wasn't designed to stop yeah absolutely and when you're just playing incredibly dynamic running backs yes yeah. yeah. you know like they're they're their guys miss tackles on rodney anderson exactly um so that's the position groups all right do we like let's talk about my stoops um i think both of us, we're obviously, we've been on team fire Mike, I guess. Like, it's just, I don't like the way that, that sounds aggressive. I mean, I, I'm with it. Like, that's how I feel. I think, I have thought that this team would be better with a different defensive coordinator since um, uh, at least the Texas Tech game of 2016. Yeah, I think that's really when it started. That's the point where I think it became unavoidably obvious that this yeah. team could be better with the, almost the, any other defensive The problem with that is just, like, that they did end well last year. You know, like, yeah. things got better as the season went on. But, you know, and you but you have to build on that to this yeah. year. And it just didn't happen. No. We were, we were bad all year. It, we were worse all year. Yeah. We were worse than last year. We didn't have that tech performance, but we had several that were in that realm. Yeah. You know, and that's just... It's like, your defense has to be able to replace Jordan Evans. Yeah. Like. Yeah, for real. You've got to be able to replace Jordan Evans. You've got to, like, you can't have Jordan Thomas just forget how to play football. Like, that yeah. was the weirdest thing ever. 
Yeah. You know, like Jordan Evans' first-round draft pick coming into last season is a guy you can't even put on the field anymore. Jordan Thomas. Jordan Thomas, that's what I meant. Sorry. They're all the, they all have the same name. Yeah, there's too many Jordans and Parkers and all of these things. Yeah. Um, uh, Jordan Parker, there's a guy. Jordan Parker, There's yeah. a name we haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Mike Stoops isn't good at this. He just isn't. Yeah, and there was there was hope, and my hope going in, and I thought it, that this is why I was one of the main reasons why I was so confident in this game. I thought that this offense would be something Mike Stoops would be able to figure out. Yeah, we talked about this. Is that when like you look at his record against teams that are built like Georgia is built? Like when you look at his record against SEC teams, um, it makes sense. Yeah. Like apart from the. Johnny Manziel debacle, which that team was a Big 12 team more than it was an SEC team. Yeah. Um, he's been good. Been really, really good. Yeah. And it just, this was maybe the worst. Like, because of that, this might be, like, my the worst defensive performance I've ever seen from Oklahoma. Like, worse than Tech, even. Like, just. Yeah. Because, I don't know, that Tech, I don't, I don't even care about the Tech game. It's stupid. Why are we talking yeah. about Tech? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, and the thing about the Tech game is that Patrick Mahomes was incredible, right? Yeah. Patrick, like, he had to ball for that game to go the way it did. Yeah. Um, this no, was this not one... a particularly... Like, I didn't come out of this game thinking, wow, Sony Michelle, huh? Yeah, no. Like... Like, he's fast. Yeah. Like, he's big, fast, and physical. Nick Chubb's very physically gifted. Like, they're both really good. But it wasn't a game where they were able to just showcase all of their abilities. Like they were just like, we're gonna run through big old holes. Yeah. And we're gonna you know yeah. run away from their guys. You know they showed their speed. Good for them. You know, but it was, it was just I mean, for lack of it was pathetic, really. Just to see yeah them not getting lined up correctly. To see you know, linebackers just never filling the gap correctly. The like. They were able to just make cutbacks all day. You know, yeah. there were so many times where our edge guys did the right thing and like sent them back inside, and there was just a gap, a yeah. mile open to yeah. cut back into. That just like you can't have that happen. That just can't <laughs> happen. Oboe and Caleb Kelly did their job on the edge. Yeah, sent them back to the players they're supposed to, and they're just not there. Yeah, you know, that's. I think, yeah, I mean, I called this when we were talking earlier, um, pre-show. I said that this game demonstrated a failure of Mike Stoops as an educator. <laughs> yes. Because given a month, he was unable to teach his defense how to play. Um. And there are a lot of things that Mike Stoops has failed at as a defensive coordinator. I think failing as an educator is the most damning of them. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's always been this thing with him as like he's just kind of an old school type coach. Yeah. And that he's dude dude likes yelling at people. Yeah. Um he got moved into the press box large like most people speculate because they just didn't want him on the sidelines yelling at dudes during games anymore. Like yeah. they wanted him kind of separated from that. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, it could just be he just can't get through to these players in that way anymore. Yeah. You know? And sure, you know? But like a lot of these players are adults. Yeah. I don't think like his inability to like connect with today's youth. Mm-hmm. is even the entire story. Here. I don't either. But I also, like, at the same time, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Like, either way, it's wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, either he's telling them the wrong thing or he's telling them the wrong thing in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's either wrong or, un like, incomprehensible and wrong. Yeah. And there's not a much difference between the two. Yeah. The, the results effect. are pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry. We're kind of getting... Yeah. The Under Armour game... 
High school All-American games are horrendous to watch. They are just the worst thing to watch in the world. We just watched like four guys try and stop a punt at the one. Yeah, and I, I don't think either no. any of them succeeded. But um, Man, that, that defense, huh? It's yeah. bad. It was bad. And Mike Stoops... Yeah, there he can't be. It he can't be. Right. So I guess that brings us to, and this is getting kind of clunky. Sorry, guys. Yeah. We're just honestly, I'm just. We're running out of words. We are at a loss yeah. Yeah. for words here. That you know, Lincoln Riley talked maybe today or yesterday. I can't remember exactly. He talked about the defense and what he felt. I think mm-hmm. it was yesterday. Um, how he felt things were going and. The funny thing, like, right after the game, there were a lot of rumors, like, oh, Mike Stoops fired. He's going to be gone soon. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Riley came out and talked about how one of the main things he talked about was that just physically, from the way they looked, um, Georgia's defense was a much more impressive than ours, and that's something that they have to fix on in the, on the recruiting trail. Yeah, and that's true. We 100% agree with that. That's yeah. true. That's not that wasn't the problem. No. It was a problem. It yeah. was not the problem. No. Yeah. That doesn't impact dudes' abilities to do like go to the right place on a football field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We weren't getting blocked around everywhere like we Yeah. We weren't getting pushed around. We weren't getting beat to the edge. We weren't getting beat downfield. Mm-hmm. We just weren't playing good defense. Like right. Yeah. Um and so I mean that was you know what he said and he said he has he has confidence in Mike like he has confidence in his whole staff. Um, I kind of took that as he kind of left himself some wiggle room there. Like I don't think yeah. he's gonna fire Mike Stoops this week. No. Um, I don't necessarily even know if he's gonna fire Mike Stoops. I kind of took that as if is if he's gonna fire Mike, it would probably be after signing day, from what it seems like because I yeah. think Lincoln Riley is more cognizant of the importance of recruiting than any coach we've ever had. Yeah. And by that, I mean he's more of that way than Bob Stoops was. Yeah. Um, and he would not want to damage yeah. the way we Sorry, I just I just thought about what that would mean in terms of Barry Switzer. but Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about in our era. Yeah, no. Of, of football. He is, he's absolutely more recruiting-minded than Bob was. Yeah, and he, I think he wants to finish as strong as they possibly can. They have yeah. only a few targets left, and so if losing Mike Stoops cost them a couple of their targets, that would actually be a big deal yeah. to how they finish out this recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally like the idea of that because it just kind of, it's kind of, it's not right, I feel like. No, it, I, I agree. It's like a lot of, there is a sentiment among meatheads on Twitter that you you commit to a school not to a coach yeah but that's ridiculous it is um, you're committing to a school because of the coach that told you he would be coaching you there yeah absolutely and most of what you learned about that school you learned from that coach yeah you know so for that person just not to be there would be be a huge deal breaker for absolutely. me absolutely like um, that sort of happened to Eric Stryker right uh was that Eric Stryker with uh was that Eric Stryker? I think it was. Well, there, was there he, was. Was he committed to Venables? I think so. I, I don't. I, I can't remember. Or this might have happened in another school, and that's why we got him. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just like he had made a relationship with one coach, and then yeah. the next coach was like, "I don't really know what to do with you." Yeah, like, I, that seems like something that would have happened when Tim Kish got here because he yeah. probably didn't know what to do with Eric Stryker for yeah. a year. But we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to the recruiting thing. Um, I don't think Lincoln wants to do anything to damage the end of this recruiting trail. We just tonight got another linebacker, or well, we officially got him, you know, mm-hmm. publicly. Um, and so that's you know one thing. There's also rumors like Mike Stoops might just not want to be here anymore because, you know, he's not. He listens to the criticism. There's, Absolutely. Yeah. He's come out many times. This year. He After the freaking Texas game, he was talking about media writing slanderous stuff about him. 
You know, the guy pays attention to stuff. No, of course he does. Have you seen him react to anything at all? Like, yeah, no. Yeah. He absolutely lets things get to him like this. Yeah, and there it might just be a situation where he wants to go to a place that he can, is more comfortable. Or yeah. he thinks he can figure it out easier than yeah. the Big 12. Yeah. You know? Being a defensive coordinator in the Big 12 sucks. Yeah. Like, and this that's the sort of thing that, like, Gary Patterson and Dana Holgerson are talking about in the coaches' camp. It's like, you have to deal with this. Uh-huh. Like, these are the best offenses in the country. Like, yeah. running the most complicated offensive schemes in the country. Yeah. Yeah, and it, there's just, they put, and they put pressure on every individual player. Yeah. They're, they're, in these defenses, you can't have weak points. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can get away with that. Like, if you have a superstar like Roquan Smith, you can get away with that in other leagues. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but back to the talent thing. We can't have Tim Kish here. No. Uh, that, like, if, if Lincoln Riley is really um, as committed to recruiting and talent, and if he really did notice the difference between the two teams... Yeah, then Tim Kish has to go. Tim Kish is your first... Yeah, you yeah. get rid of him, like... And it might help. That's That would really would make sense to lose him after signing day, because... We have, like, a linebacker target left, and if we lose Tim Kish, we're probably not getting this guy. Yeah. So, I honestly, I think they'll probably wait till after signing day mm-hmm. to get rid of Tim Kish. Yeah. I think they probably will. Yeah. If if anything Lincoln Riley says is, you know, actually how he feels. Yeah. Um, like, I would say maybe 70% chance Mike Stoops back at this point, would you say, maybe? What, next year? Yeah. I don't want it to be that number by any means. I think it's lower than that, but it's still probably about fifty percent, which is annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will I will say it on record so everyone knows. We're not winning a national championship with Mike Stoops as defensive coordinator. No. Ever. No. It won't happen. No. Do you, would would you like to see him try and stop Alabama after this? No. Like, he can't do it. No. I, I don't think he can. Um I and they've got another assistant job coming open. They've got the tenth assistant job yeah. that they can fill. Not coming open, but it's becoming a thing yeah. now. I mean, I think you even though they're kind of technically maybe a little understaffed offensively, I think you've got to make that higher on the defensive side of the ball, right? Yeah. Like it just wouldn't make sense to not address the defense in that way. Yeah. When the offense was as good as it, as it is this year, and like I understand like. Lincoln Riley might get spread a little too thin because maybe what made that so easy for him this year was that he had Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I think Yeah, I think you've got to, at the very, if you don't lose Mike Stoops, you've got to replace Tim Kish with a ridiculously good linebacker recruiter mm-hmm. and hopefully a good coach to go with it. And you've got to get another dynamite recruiter on that defensive staff. Yeah. Like, I don't care what position it is. You've got to get a dynamite recruiter to go with that. Because if you really think it's talent, we both don't. Like, yeah. then you've got to give yourself every opportunity to get as much talent on those defenses as humanly possible. Yeah. And you've got to have as many guys as you can to get yeah. to get that done. And, again, it it is talent, but it's also other things. Like, yeah. talent didn't... The defense wasn't bad because it was untalented. Yeah. It might have been bad anyways because it is not as talented as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But there are other problems here. and Yeah, I think, yeah, talent obviously an issue, but I think there are more glaring issues. Yeah. Is what I would say. And, like, at a certain point, just try something else, man. Because yeah. it seems like Mike Stoops is the one guy that is just never held responsible it's, what happens? It's frankly like we're gonna finish the year probably in the hundreds in defensive S and P plus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's there's if you're a power five program, yeah. Let alone you're arguably the most like the biggest program in the modern era of college football. Right. That's unacceptable. Yeah. That is. It is absolutely unconscionable. And we were saying that his performance was unacceptable last year when we were in the 60s. Yeah. This is legitimately one of the worst defenses in the nation. Yeah. And it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah, he is the guy. 
And it like he's been here long enough that if the personnel is the problem, it's his fault that the personnel is the problem. He's the guy who wanted the players he has right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to say that these were the players he has right now were his number one targets at all of those positions, but he signed off on all of these guys. Yeah. He this wanted is, all of yeah. them. He these these are the cards he dealt himself. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and we've had, you know, injuries, whatever. Like yeah. that the, I don't think there's any like you're not gonna convince me that Levi Draper would have been in position. Mm-hmm. Like, um I mean, you're not gonna convince me that um Oh well, I forgot his name, so that's this is gonna make this point. The linebacker we lost to LSU. Jacob, I knew you were going. Jacob yeah. Phillips. There's yeah. no evidence to suggest that Jacob Phillips would have been in position in this game. Yeah, I yeah I agree, I agree, um, and like another thing about with the personnel is like I think most people would consider our talent defensively to be better than it was in like 2013. Yeah, and it we our defense was okay then, like it's gotten worse while our talent has gotten better, question yeah. mark, you know? Like, yeah. That's just not something that should happen, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. I have, like, just, we don't have confidence in him. Like, no. we both agree we can't win a national championship with him as a defensive coordinator. And um, he, we, we need somebody new. We don't, I don't think we're going to get it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And that really, really sucks. It would have been really cool to get Grinch, but that's... That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Um, I feel like it's so frustrating, right? Yeah. It's so frustrating just, and it's simply just because we don't have, like, it's just, if our defense had been as good as it was in 2015 this year, we won a national championship. Yeah. If our defense was... If it was serviceable, we win a national championship. Yeah. If, I mean... That's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. That is... And another thing, too, is, like, we just maybe... Not wasted. That's a, a, not a, the right word. But Baker Mayfield was just one of the biggest just thing, like, lucky breaks we've ever had. Yeah. And we just couldn't capitalize on it because of our defense. Yeah. No. You know? Being able to watch Baker Mayfield play has been, like, a genuinely special experience. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's like I'm honestly grateful that it happened to me. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we didn't win a national championship because Mike Stoops is bad at his job. Yeah. Yep, and I think, I think there's a lot of confidence in Kyler Murray in the program. I think they think... God, I think that the... People in the program think that their offense isn't gonna dip a ton. No, you know what and I mean? I'm I'm right there with it. Like we yeah. both are big on the future. We're not supposed to talk about the future. We're not. We're not. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even saying this in like a positive. Oh, the future's yeah. gonna be fine. Like I'm saying, like we this problem isn't gonna go away. You know, we have got. Yeah. We don't need Alabama's defense. We need a like genuine like we need Texas's level of defense. Yeah. You know what I mean. But you know. I don't necessarily think that we couldn't get a good coordinator, right? No. I, There's, I mean, we haven't seen what a coordinate, defensive coordinator search looks like at the University of Oklahoma. No. Um, but I don't really see any reason why we couldn't get a good coordinator. Yeah. Because, hey, the coordinator we had before, Mike, is probably the best one in the country right now. Yeah. Um, even though he kind of got <laughs> oh, embarrassed. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, that we could get it. We could get a really good coordinator. Alex Grinch would have been a great hire from Washington State. He's at freaking Ohio State now. Urban Meyer wanted this guy. Like that yeah. would have been a freaking home run. Yeah. Um, you know there are other guys like A um, and M hired the guy from Notre Dame today. Yeah. You know, and they were gonna throw two million dollars at Dave Aranda. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Oh That's man. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to pay a million and a half dollars, but like. Why not? You know, you're not playing. You're not paying Lincoln Riley seven no. million dollars. You're not paying the players. No, you're not paying the players. You're not paying Lincoln Riley. Go get a. You're not paying an offensive coordinator. Yeah. You know, go get. Go spend two million dollars yeah. on a DC. Go find a guy. Go find a good guy. Yeah. You know, and 
mean, there are so many people who would be involved in that process that I trust to make the right decision and they just aren't like, we just are never going to find out, I guess. Right. Like I guess who Joe Castiglione and Lincoln Riley and Ruffin McNeil can go look and see like, right. Yeah. No, I, I have confidence in their ability to make the hire if they just would. Um, it's it's so weird, man. It's so weird. And the thing with defensive coordinators um, that frustrates people and that people have to accept is that they don't always get... It's very difficult for a defensive coordinator show, to show progress in one year. Yeah. Like, that usually doesn't happen. It usually takes multiple years. Um, and there's usually regression in the first year. Um, but... Where are we regressing from, though? We can't. We're regressing from the hundreds. Like, that's... Yeah. You know. Like, we, unless, we would have to hire somebody who would put out literally the worst defense in the country yeah. in order to get worse than we are now. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so bad. I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. Yeah. I'm, oh, good. They just showed the, yeah. the black field goal. Love it. Hey, That's, Drew. It's really awesome. Really what I wanted to see at this point. Oh, my God. Um, is that all we want to? Is that all we would need need to go into? Is there anything else that we want to talk about with this game? With this game, and or just defense in general, or anything? Because we're yeah, we're not gonna talk about next year. Um, we're gonna be excited about next year, just like we are for every season. Duh. Yeah, we're gonna get to watch Kyler Murray. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah. Um, if Mike Stoops is the defensive coordinator next year, just like. Just don't have national title hopes. Yeah. Yeah, we can make the playoff. Sure. Our schedule is reasonably favorable next year. We're in a conference that we just run now. Like, it's our <laughs> conference now. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking, like, Alabama didn't win the SEC three times yeah. in a row. No. I don't think that has happened. In a major conference? I'm trying to think. I think USC cool. did it. Yeah, probably Ohio State has done it. Um, I'm trying to remember. No, no, yeah, now I'm working through. I don't think Ohio State has. Um, are we sure Bama didn't do it? So I I've thought about this. They did not. They didn't win in 2010. Uh huh. They didn't win in 2013. Okay. And they didn't win. What about 14, 15, 16? 14, 15, 16. What happened in 14? 14 they did because that no, was the yeah. first year of the playoffs. They actually did. They did. They yeah. did those three. Okay. They won yeah, those yeah. three. They won those three. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we could be moving into, like, very rare territory. Yeah. Four in a row, you know, this next season. So, I mean, that's exciting. We're going to be excited about it. But, yeah. yeah, if we have the same defensive staff coming into next year, like, yeah, I don't think we're national championship caliber. Yeah. Um, You know, but... There's still a lot to look forward to, guys. Like, it's recruiting month. We're, mm-hmm. we got signing day coming up. OU's probably going to finish really well. Um, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to be, like, super positive right now. Yeah, I know. It really is. Hey, Trey Young, though. Trey Young. If you guys aren't watching Trey Young play basketball, you're making a mistake because he might be the best college basketball player of all time. I don't know. <laughs> it's, Who's to say? It is. I mean... He's doing things that other that has really never been done before. He has more twenty point ten assist games than anyone in the last uh, twenty years in their career. In his career, is thirteen games old. Yeah, he's he is just incredible. Um, yeah. And if you're not watching him, you should, uh, <laughs> because it's this is another thing where it's like Baker, where it's just it's just special to have this opportunity. Yeah, and our basketball team might be just really really good it's possible that they're actually amazing yeah because trey young last night we played bedlam like we won by like 20 trey young he had 27 10 assists nine rebounds yeah but largely in the second half like he just didn't have the ball at time you know yeah well like first half too yeah no there was absolutely a point in that game where oklahoma state was just like I love that we're talking about Trey Young now. Yeah. Um, where Oklahoma State was just like, yeah, we're probably going to lose, but we don't want Trey Young to go off on us. So they would just like double him in the backcourt. Yeah. And then he's just throwing it up to guys in advantageous situations. Yeah. And our other guys are doing well enough to take advantage of that. Yeah. Like, Brady Manick is good. Yeah. That's all they have to do. Yeah. You know, like all we have to do is have players that can take advantage of four on three situations. And 
you're, we're set. Yeah. Like we're gonna win a lot of basketball games that way. Um, just hit open shots. Make you know, make smart decisions when you're driving in four on three situations. Like yeah. you know, it's it could be a really really exciting season. Yeah. Um, also, watch it. the Big Twelve is an amazing basketball conference oh my now. God. <laughs> All ten teams could legitimately make the tournament. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like it's that's incredible. Yeah. Like we we talk about realignment from football and how like this conference is stupid and how I think ultimately ultimately at this point I think neither of us really want us to leave because we think we'll win it every year. Yeah. Um but in terms of basketball, like you have said that you want nothing to change in this conference because it's, it's basketball is amazing right now. It's unbelievable. It is so fun. And like it's going to keep getting better. Like the the coaches in this conference are incredible. And yeah. they're just I don't see any of them leaving soon you know yeah. like it's just it's gonna keep being amazing so yeah. like the weak link was tcu and now they're really good like, yeah no they are yeah i think i could see osu dipping because i don't know anything about this coach this is his first real job yeah but, but i mean like osu they've got a reasonably good basketball history so yeah like i don't think their floor is particularly low right so right. like if if this doesn't work they'll eventually find something that does yeah agreed um, but yeah, watch OU basketball. It's fun. Um, and you know, that we'll probably talk about that more as the off season progresses because the content will never stop. No. The Oklahoma drill. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to figure out some stuff. Have yeah. you thought about what we're going to do like next year? Oh, no. <laughs> Though really there's like a billion things we could do. Yeah. We don't actually have to be in the same room to record this anymore is the incredible right. thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That could open up some guest possibilities. Yeah, then, it, it definitely should. We need to do that. Yeah, we do. Um, but I think that's going to do it for today, right? Yeah. Okay. So, thanks for listening to the Oklahoma Drill. I'm sure you're just as disappointed as we are in how this season turned out. Um, so, thanks for sticking it. Thanks for sticking through it with us, thick and thin. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Google Play Store, or on Podbean. Um, you can also um, follow the podcast on Twitter at Oklahoma underscore drill or follow us individually at Alex P. Purdy and at RW Maxi, um, as well as check out OklahomaDrill.org, the podcast website that I write on sometimes. Um, that's going to do it. I mean, you know, have a good 2018. <laughs>